Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Thank you so much for either watching the video or listening to it on audio. Appreciate you so much no matter where you are, when you are. I appreciate you so much. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button, the like button on the YouTube channel. Uh, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Be a friend, tell a friend. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, literally anywhere. Please follow it so it can alert you when weekly episodes drop. Uh, please leave a review. Give it some type of star review. Um, and then leave a review if you can. Again, be a friend. Tell a friend. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. It is a uh, growing podcast network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, you can check out all the other podcast creators, blog uh, creators, and everything else. Go subscribe to all of that. Betting season is in full swing. The Belly Up Sports Podcast Network and this podcast uh, I'm working with are working with my bookie. Um, it's one of the great places to go make your bets. You can make same game parlays, in game bets, uh, money lines, over unders, uh, anything you want to make a bet on. You literally can do. If you go to mybookie.ag and use the code BellyUpFantasy, it's going to double your first deposit. Free money. Everybody loves free money. So again, mybookie.ag use the code BellyUpFantasy. It's going to double your first deposit. The podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics books. The books literally have, if you're a football coach like me, they literally have every jewel that you can think of. It's come, We're coming up on the offseason. Um, I am in the offseason. I'm going to be doing deep dives in different drills and schemes. Uh, these books literally have it all. He has tons of them. I can't even keep up with how many books that he has. 
If you get his very first one, is back to the basics. It's over 500 pages of drills that you need. Um, if you go to coachstonefootball.com, you can find every single book he has there. He will mail it out to you when you go on there and get it. Um, it lets him know that I sent you. Go to coachstonefootball.com. Let him know that I sent you. Um, it greatly helps out the podcast. You're never going to have to look up another drill again, and we can get back to the basics together. If you're like me and you like to have some type of energy drink here and there, you always want the one that doesn't have all the extra stuff in it. You know, you don't want the sugar, you don't want the extra chemicals in it. Um, so if you're like me and you're looking for the energy drink to help you with the midday pickup, maybe right in the morning you're running late, you have to quickly get something, you can't make a coffee, um, you need to head over to Swift Lifestyles. Um, this can be used for a pre-workout um, without the jitters. You can use it for your early morning if you're on the rush. You could use it for your midday pickup. You're not going to crash. You know, that's about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Um, you need something for a pick-me-up. You're not feeling a coffee. You want maybe a cold drink that's going to help you give that energy boost. This is going to help you. Um, if you're even a gamer, they sponsor a gamer. Swift Lifestyles will sponsor anybody on Twitch. If you're on Twitch and you need something like this before you start playing games for a couple hours, this is what you need. It's going to last for a while. It doesn't have a crazy ton of caffeine for the jitters. So use the link in the description below or go to www.swiftlifestyles.com. It's going to come in a tub, kind of like a pre-workout. So if you're looking for that energy drink, pick me up. You're going to get a lot of servings, not just one can. Um, if you go to swiftlifestyles.com, use the code Coach Steve Show, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. And it's not overwhelmingly, we have all these different options. It's there for their product. You can, there's gear, there's shakers, but it's not going to be this overwhelming thing. This is literally what you're looking for. So it's not going to say buy this, buy this, buy this. It's that one thing. SwiftLifestyles.com. Use the code Coach Steve Show, all one word, and save 15% on your order. Today, we're going to dive in. We are going to talk Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and the Michigan State game. We're going to quickly discuss what happened in the Big Ten Week 9, which is crazy. We just got done with Week 9. And then we're going to do my Week 10 for the Big Ten. Quickly preview um, and picks. We'll go over all that. The biggest game that happened in the Big Ten overall, I mean, for me, would be Illinois because I'm an Illinois fan. But the biggest game that happened, we're just going to talk about it first, and then we'll go over the rest. Number six, Michigan traveled to number eight, Michigan State. This turned into a classic game, a great game to be had by all. Hopefully you got to watch it. Um, it looked like Michigan was going to come out. Michigan came out hot. You know, they were up 10 nothing, and then they scored 13 in the second, Michigan State 14 in the fourth. So right now Michigan is up 23-14, to 14, and then Michigan State just kept battling and battling. And this is why Mel Tucker's name has been thrown around for the LSU job. Um, but before we dive into all that, Michigan State comes away with a very, very, very tough win, 37-33. to 33. That last fourth quarter was a nail-biter. And there were times, I, I, I'm telling you right now, there were times I thought that Michigan – was going to pull away. But Michigan State kept battling. And so Mel Tucker's name has been thrown for the LSU job because he's an SEC guy. He's a tough, tough coach. And what I mean by that is he's going to get – you saw his players are going to play tough for him. And that's why his name's been thrown around. And then there's talks about if they lose to Michigan, are they going to go lose on to other games and this and that. Yes, I picked Michigan to win because I think Michigan was sneaky good. Nobody was talking about him until right now. And, you know, they're number, they were number six in the nation. The way their offense – their offense – Played well. You scored 33 points. It's your defense. The defense has played well this year as well. 
They just gave up big plays. They gave up big runs. And I said this from the get-go. Walker, the running back from Michigan State, a Heisman candidate, top Heisman candidate that could win the Heisman. Like, he is a monster. Reminds me of Le'Veon Bell running the ball. But if you watch Michigan's offense, they go heavy sets, they go double tight ends, they go H-back and stuff. It looks different than it has in years past. That offensive line played well, I think. Now, could be wrong, but I thought they played well, Michigan's offensive line. Um, We're going to look at the stats. Um, I mean, Michigan had 552 total yards. Rushing, they had 146. Now, Michigan had 199, but Michigan had 406 passing yards. Like, that, that's insane. Now, he got sacked a couple times, so they take it off. But, I mean, third down, they're 8 for 17, which is better than Michigan State. They were 4 for 13. Michigan State, though, converted two big fourth downs. They were 2 for 2. Um, time of possession, I mean, Michigan had the ball just a little bit longer. They both each had two turnovers. So, technically, I mean, numbers-wise, you're going to look at Michigan and say they probably should have – uh, one, I thought Michigan's offensive line pr- played pretty well. Um, but, you know, Michigan State's a tougher, tough team. They were not going to go away. They were going to come out and fight. Um, I mean, there's not much you, you can really say. I mean, uh, McAmara, Michigan's quarterback. I thought he played pretty well. He's 28-44. Now, a lot of those incompletes came at the, the in the last, I think, like seven minutes. He, They were tr- really trying to chug it to get down there and score, and that's where he had the interception at the very last play. But he was 28-44, 383 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 8.7 yards completion. McCarthy came in for a little bit, 3 of 4, 23 yards, and he had a touchdown as well. Rushing. Michigan's run game on there, but I thought decently. I mean, they had three. They had McNamara, their quarterback, run for twenty-three. Haskins, fifty-nine yards. Blake Corum, forty-five yards. Not compared to Michigan State, where Kenneth Walker had one hundred ninety-seven yards rushing, but that's here or there. Peyton Thorne, nineteen of thirty, one hundred ninety-six yards. He had two interceptions. So that's to look at the numbers. Michigan State should have lost this game, but Michigan allowed them to stick around, and they just did not convert when they needed to, and the defense did not play well. The offense, I think, played to what they needed to do. You score 33 points. The defense was allowing the run game for Michigan State just to go. And so Michigan State's offensive line did pretty well in the run game, and they just did what they needed to do. There was no panic. And that's Mel Tucker written all over it. So that's the reason why his name is up for that OSU job. When there is no panic in your team, and I've said this from the get-go, when there's no panic, you got confidence, it doesn't matter what talent you have, who you're playing, when you're playing them, you know, whatever – you're putting yourself in a position to win and then to score the late touchdown and then you force Michigan to get into a point where they have to score, that's not where they want to be. So this was a great game by all. I did pick Michigan to win and I got it wrong, but I thought Michigan played well. This just shows that Michigan State just made more plays. They made more plays on defense, but even more on offense. But you weren't expecting Michigan to like – you expected their defense to make some plays because that's what they were doing. Their defense has played better or played better than what we all thought they were going to. But Michigan State, Michigan's offense, I like it. I mean, I really want to dive into their offense, the way the run game's going, their passing game. McNamara's played well. I mean, look at the numbers. Like, it should have won. But the big thing is they're going to say this is on Jim Harbaugh. This is a loss that hurts on him. If he would have won, this 
this is going to be all over the place. We all know what happened with Jim Harbaugh. So now the question is, is he actually done at Michigan? Apparently this game defined his job altogether. This was coming into the game like, well, if he loses, what about this? But some people didn't think he was going to lose. Like, I didn't know he was going to lose. Is this going to define him? Looking at their schedule, Indiana. I could see Michigan being Indiana. Then they play Penn State, which is going to be a tough one. But, again, it's not going to be quite like Michigan State. I could see Michigan winning. I can see them beating Maryland. Then it's going to come down to Ohio State. So Jim Harbaugh right now could end with a record of 10-2 and or 11-1, and which is pretty good. Now, coming into the game, if he loses, this is going to be about his job. Is he going to be out of Michigan? In my opinion... Should have been out. If you're going to get rid of him, you should have done it last year. When the whole talk about the whole year was he's going to be let go, he's going to be let go, is he going to be let go, who are you going to hire? Well, then they decided, well, let's just redo his contract, because his contract was up. Let's just redo his contract, pay him way, way, way less money than we ever have, put more incentives. So when you win a game, when you win a game, you're going to earn money. When you do this, you're going to earn money. And it's kind of embarrassing that it came down to that, but I think he loves Michigan. He wanted to stay coaching there. So they're just like, let's not pay him any money. So I'm thinking, okay, you should have just got rid of him back then. But I think, again, you're looking around college football. People kept saying Michigan's a bad job. It's not a bad job. It's a pretty good job to take. But who were you going to hire? Was there no interest in anybody coming? Is that why you kept him? Do you feel like there's some type of loyalty? I have no idea. But already after this, it's... Jim Harbaugh is not the guy. He needs to be fired. Now, I'm not saying he is the guy, but he hasn't done this whole terrible thing um, at Michigan. Like, now, I know I'm coming from an Illinois fan, but there's a lot of programs out there that would take the kind of record that he has. Um, But, again, me, Brad, and Nathan talking about this on a way different podcast, we're going to bring it up again. Michigan has this thing where they're champions. They kind of act like they're Alabama in the past like 10 so years since Nick Saban has gotten there. Now, way back in the day, Michigan was good. I know I think they might be still the all-time winningest football program, and that's great. But you're talking about wins, not championships. The last football championship won by Michigan football, 1997. They are trying to get back to that point, and I understand it. But let's look at Michigan football before Jim Harbaugh got there. Let's just go from 2000, okay? Lloyd Carr was the head coach, legendary coach, okay? And from 2000, 9-3, and 8-4, and 10-3, and 10-3, 9-3, 7-5, then they went 11 and 2 in 2006. That was a really good year. 9 and 4. Then Lloyd Carr retires. Now, out of that, in 2000, you win the Citrus Bowl, lose the Citrus Bowl, win the Outback Bowl, lose the Rose Bowl two years in a row, lose the Alamo Bowl, lose the Rose Bowl, win the Capital One Bowl. Then Rich Rod comes in and takes over Michigan. 3 and 9, 5 and 7, 7 and 6. Then he's let go, and he loses the Gator Bowl. You bring in Brady Hoke. First year, he goes 11-2, wins the Sugar Bowl. 
8-5 loses the Outback Bowl. Go 7-6 loses the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, Bowl, which I forgot that was even a bowl. Then he goes 5-7. and seven. Let go. Then you bring in Jim Harbaugh. Okay. So out of all these, you're always be once in a while you're gonna get to that 11-2 mark, but you're always between like a nine seven and five and the eleven and two. Okay. Jim Harbaugh shows up. Ten and three. Wins the Citrus Bowl. Ten and three loses the Orange Bowl. Eight and five loses the Outback Bowl. Ten and three loses the Peach Bowl. Nine and four loses the Citrus Bowl. Goes ten two and four in the COVID year, and right now is seven and one. So already they want him fired. Or thinking he's not the guy because he's not bringing championships. He's not doing this. When the last time you won a championship was in 1997, you went 12-0 under Lloyd Carr. And that was it. You haven't won the championship since. Okay. Now, if you won in 1997, won again in 2000 or 1999, then you won another one in 2005, 2009, 2012, whatever. I understand it. But let's just go with these records again. 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 10 and 3, 9 and 4, up until the COVID year. Those are pretty good records as the 8 and 5. Like that one I could question, but you're 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 10 and 3. 8 and 5. Yeah, okay. Then you go 9 and 4, not bad. But the 2 and 4 in the COVID year, that was a little frustrating to see. Nine, but then you're you're winning and you're 7 and 1. So already it's about is Jim Harbaugh done? I mean, if he was done, you should have gotten rid of him last year. But here's my problem. Yeah, you could probably... I, I, I don't want people sitting here thinking that he is this championship type of coach. He did great things at Stanford, great things with the 49ers. So he is a good coach. He doesn't... He didn't forget how to coach. Things just don't go right sometimes. And maybe it's because he went there. Maybe he's pushing things too hard while he was there. I think this year he took a more hands-off approach and they're doing pretty well. But you can't define this season on the one loss, okay? And their schedule is favored. The only other game, there's only two more games they could possibly lose, and that's Penn State and Ohio State. And I don't see them losing to Penn State, so the only one you might lose is Ohio State. And realistically, if the defense cleans up and the offense continues to play well, that's going to be a competitive game with Ohio State, like. Talking to some Ohio State fans that I know, yeah, it's been talked about how this Michigan team is different and they're going to play better, and they have been playing better. But this season you lose one game. This is not Alabama. So Michigan fans need to take a step back and listen, and I'm friends with one of them. Uh, Coach Carrick, I'm sorry. Go check out his channel, Flexbone 101. He wants championships, and I'm sure, I'm sure, but I'm sure he would agree with me that, yeah, maybe Jim Harbaugh needed to go, and we understand it. But right now, you're stuck with him right now, okay? He is a good coach. And I'm not talking to Coach Carrick. Sorry, he's a friend. He's been on here plenty of times. Hopefully, I get him back on. You know, they're winning the football team. I think his football team's undefeated, so congratulations to him. But this is to all the other fans that are going to push the envelope with Michigan. Not him, but these other fans. We we, we deal with those type of fans. I deal with them with Illinois. You're going to deal with them with Michigan. You are not at Alabama, Okay. You have pretty good records. Now, I know you're expecting championships. You put a lot of money into stuff. Should have just gotten rid of him last year. So right now, you're stuck with him. Okay? You're 7-1. and one. Why are you talking about firing him? Now, if they go on to lose two more or the rest of their games or three out of these, whatever, yeah, fire him. Get rid of him. 
it's done. Go hire an offensive coordinator out there somewhere. But I think Michigan's looked better this year because I think he's taken a hands-off approach. And I, and sometimes coaching back at the place you went to doesn't work out. It just, just does not work out. Having technical difficulties here, but it does not work out all the time. So sometimes when you are coaching at the place that you went to, And you're pushing the envelope. So I think this year, with everything he was going to lose, he took it back off, and and they've played a lot better. So I just I'm tired of hearing the talk of firing him. Should have got rid of him last year. You are seven and one. Stop acting like you're Alabama. Stop. You need help. Stop acting like you're Alabama. That you're this championship after championship every other year, every four years, every five years, winning. I don't understand it at all. And if you look, if we want to go way back to even his Stanford times where he turned a program around, let's just look at Jim Harbaugh's record. I mean, overall, up until this point, he's 80, 85 and 44. It's not bad. Seven years at Michigan is 56 and 23, and people act like that's a failure because he's not. nobody's brought Michigan back to that championship and this and that. Like, I don't get it. Like, who are you going to hire out there? He's a good coach. Everybody would love to have him. I think if you got rid of him, he would just go back to the NFL, or he might go back to another college and win a championship. I have no idea. you got to let this year play out before you start talking about getting rid of him because if you end the year 13-1 and one because – or 12-1, and one, you beat Ohio State. If he beats Ohio State, he's keeping his job. But maybe he loses Ohio State, and that's what's the last straw. Because then again, Michigan has not beat Ohio State since 2011 when Urban Meyer got the job. So all of a sudden, you know, it was always was, oh, we don't necessarily – then it turned – this is what happened. It turned into, well, we don't necessarily need to win the championship as long as we beat Ohio State. Well, he has not beat Ohio State, so that's why he's talking about getting rid of his job, which I don't understand either. But how big the thing is – he knows how to coach, so we need to back off. Let's see how this year plays out. Now, if they were four and four right now, or you know, three and five, and he was gone, like yes, then I understand it because you are Michigan, you shouldn't be at that level. But come on, guys, like you're not Alabama, you're not this. Stop, stop with that. Get some help. But yeah, you should have got rid of him before. Maybe he's not the guy to win you that championship. Get rid of him at the end of the year. But if he's winning and he loses a game or two, you probably have to keep him. Um, But there's my rant on that. But, yeah, probably should keep him. Uh, Real quick, going through the rest of the Week 9 Big Ten, then we'll get to the Week 10 of the Big Ten. Penn State, I thought was going to get blown up by Ohio State. Uh, Clifford, 361 yards passing. So whatever happened after Illinois, they woke up, man. They played a lot tougher. And this is why that Michigan-Penn State game is looking a lot bigger. Um Ohio State got the better of them, 33-24. Penn State played very, very tough, but Ohio State just made plays down the stretch. But Penn State looked a lot better. They looked like Penn State is supposed to look. So for the rest of Penn State's schedule, and everybody needs to watch out, Iowa has just fallen from grace ever since losing to Purdue. They lose to Wisconsin 27-7. Wisconsin is not passing the ball relatively well, but they are running the ball like old-school Wisconsin – 
Um, their quarterback, Mertz, had 104 yards passing, but they are that type of team that says, you know what, if we only need 100 yards passing, good. We're going to run the ball, run the ball, and their defense, man, on that run game is just outstanding. Iowa has just taken this huge fall from Grace. They were number nine in the nation. They're probably not going to be ranked here soon. Um, we are talking about Illinois and Rutgers. Indiana played a very tough game against Maryland. Maryland squeaked it out 38-35. to I feel so bad for Indiana. They are just a couple of players, like a full roster. They have good players, but they are just missing pieces on each part of that offensive line and receiver groups, and the quarterback play has been inconsistent. Um, but I, feel, I think Indiana, they're, they're a couple big playmakers away from being pretty good, um, but they lose that 138-35. Minnesota's getting a groove back against Northwestern. Northwestern's not what they were. But Minnesota is getting the groove back. They're just they're like Novocaine. You give them time, they're going to do pretty well. They went big, 41-14. Purdue, why Scott Frost have a job? We keep talking about Jim Harbaugh and Ed Ogeron. Now we're a little bit talking about Dan Mullen. Why does Scott Frost have a job? Again, I'm not I'm not huge, huge, huge on firing people, but why? how does he have a job? I don't understand. They lose to Purdue 28-23. He needs to be gone yesterday, so I do not understand it. Um... Nebraska's just falling from grace. I don't understand it. Going into week 10. Now, week 9, I went 3-4 and four because I decided to pick in the Illinois game. And then I picked the Michigan and Indiana. But 3-4, and four, not the best. Um, let's see if I can get back on track this week. We're going to go through the Big Ten. Week 10, Ohio State travels to Nebraska. I shouldn't even talk about Ohio State. Big, why does Scott Frost have a job? Illinois will play Minnesota. I'll preview that later on. Michigan State is now number five in the nation. They travel to play Purdue. I think Michigan State plays exactly how they play. They're going to blow out Purdue. Penn State's number 22 in the nation. If they play exactly like they did against Ohio State against Maryland, Penn State's going to win big. So i got Penn State. So far, so far i got Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Wisconsin travels to Rutgers. Rutgers handled Illinois' run game pretty good, but Wisconsin's a whole different animal in the run game. Wisconsin's going to pound the ball at Rutgers, and was, Rutgers' defensive line's good. They're not going to be able to handle it. Wisconsin's going to win. Iowa is now number 19 in the nation playing Northwestern. The way Iowa is falling from grace, you kind of want to pick Northwestern, but I'm having a hard time going against Iowa. This might be the last time I pick Iowa if they don't win. I'm going with Iowa. I have to believe that run game and that pass game will get back on track against Northwestern. Indiana, who is playing very, very tough, and this could be a trap game for Michigan. They travel to Michigan, but I think Michigan's going to be very motivated. Jim Harbaugh's going to be motivated. They, you know, they're, they're going to try to cancel out the noise. Again, Michigan played well, so the defense is going to have to clean some things up. They clean it up. The offense does exactly what it does. Michigan will win. They are number nine in the nation, which is still pretty good. So why are we talking about Jim Harbaugh like this right now? Let's see if he loses a couple more. But I've got Michigan winning that game. Um, So, yeah, uh, guys, that was my big rant with Jim Harbaugh on Michigan. Real quick about the Big Ten. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out weekly episodes. Go check out the affiliates in the description below. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. And we are like the Michigan fans that won Jim Harbaugh. Gone.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.